This is a medicinal mass network production. Enjoy. I am blessed today to welcome you to another episode of the FBI Basement Tent Revival Meeting. Can I get an amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are here and we are going to watch and review every last episode of the Gospel of the X-Files as given to us by the Prophet Carter. Every episode? Every episode. Even the one about the tree rape? Oh, that one, that's a that's a particular fun pit of scripture. We'll get to that soon, I'm sure. Well, I am the Reverend Doctor. <laughs> Wait, no. <laughs> Do not put my first name in this, in this shit. No, 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 please don't. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> I am uh, the Reverend Doctor Todd. Ordained by the Lord to bring you this wonderful podcast, and I'm joined by the flock of the faithful. First off, here is my lovely wife, Sister Shannon. Yay, racism! Right. <laughs> How are you doing today, Sister Shannon? Are you blessed to be here today? I'm blessed to be here. And I'm also joined by Valentine Strand, the deacon of the FBI basement tent revival meeting. Are you blessed to be here today, Valentine? Much blessed, Brother Todd. Yes, Brother Valentine. And joining us also is Sister Vanya. Sister Vanya, I know you're blessed to be with us today. I am Father Todd. That's right. Don't call me Father. <laughs> that's, that's, a too, that's a bit too Catholic. <laughs> that's <Todd>. papist. <laughs> that's a bit too Catholic there. And also coming to us and apparently taking the collection for the FBI Basement Tent Revival Building Fund, uh, Marissa. Sister Marissa, how are you doing, Sister Marissa? Are you blessed to be here today? Negative. I am a meat popsicle. <laughs> That's right. Everything is wonderful today, and we are coming here to bring you the good news. And I've got to ask my people, are you ready for the word? Uh, hallelujah. Uh, Praise Jesus. Yes. <laughs> are you ready for the word? Yes. Preach the word. <laughs> Just kidding. We are all very much godless. Hey. <laughs> We are not. I am the most well, godless. <laughs> Excuse me. We are not god. Oh, godless. Yeah. I, no, okay. I, I thought said you said godless, dog- not dogless. I thought you said dogless. We do I'm have sorry. a dog. <laughs> we do have dog. Dog oh, is god. Amen. <laughs> oh, that was hard. That was hard. That was rough. Like <laughs> those guys got to have like a lot of energy. They got to have like seventeen cups of coffee before they come preaching. Well, Coke. that's why they eat all those curbs. Like that's why they're all so Coke. <laughs> like, what, I love, what I love about it is like you know is that they is when they like you know. I wonder if they get their Coke if you bust. if you feel moved by the spirit, lay your hand on the radio now. <laughs> lay your hand on your internet device. And feel the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Rest in in peace there, Brother Brown. Put your hand to the television screen. You know, stuff like that. (laughs) Well, that's that's why they're all so so big. Because they they go to Shoney's. The the point of the evangelism here is that today is we're going to be reviewing The Miracle Man, 
which is uh, episode 18 of season one, aired originally on March 18th, 1994. And today on the program, Mulder and Scully go to meeting. <laughs> They're going to meeting. They're going oh, to meeting and, and getting the, behind a mystery, behind a faith healer, and lots and lots of white people. It's a very white episode. And I say that a lot because this is a very white show. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Oh, it's not going to get any better, folks. It'll be very white. It, 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 the next episode is also... <laughs> It also sort of throws that into pretty sharp relief, but okay. Before I give you the uh, the rundown, there's a little bit of news we got to discuss here. What? Oh God! Um, as of this recording, I don't want to like give away our gimmick here. I don't want to like ruin the magic too much, but we sometimes record a couple weeks ahead of time. We do. Holy shit! So while this may be old news by the time you hear it, it's the first time you'll hear our take on it. <laughs> the Disney Corporation. Has uh has churches 21st Century Fox, 20th Century Fox, right? Uh, I think it's the entertainment. Hang on. Keep talking. No, no, keep talking. Okay, she's she's backing up the the the, the news on this, but uh basically they have purchased the entertainment wing of Fox. And what does this have to do with us? It means that the Disney Corporation now owns the X-Files. Okay, yeah. Uh Walt the Walt Disney Company is buying the bulk of 20th Century Fox's business, which is the entertainment wing, not News of the World, which means it's not Fox News or any of the 50 papers that Murdoch owns. And they will have a 39% stake in Sky, and then the rest of the company will focus on news. Lol. But it's a $52 billion uh, deal, uh, which is buying all of the entertainment end. So it's like they own The Simpsons now. They own American Horror Story. They own... Archer. They have they, they now can bring the X the X Men into the Marvel universe, and once again they own the X Files, which uh, is still going on to the revival. The new season is starting uh, in January. In January, right? Yes. The question I would like to put to the panel, because I thought this would be fun to riff on, with Disney now owning the X Files, what effect? Uh, what uh, X Files themed attractions? should we expect to see in the Disney parks? Uh, how to build your own glory hole? Well, of course. Oh. Of course. Marissa? The uh, ceiling pencil darts uh, kiosk. Oh, that'd be fun. Where you just throw pencils <laughs> We haven't the gotten ceiling. to that episode yet, but I, that would be fun. So many children with missing eyes. Uh, you know, I, I can't think of many events. I just think the uh, character meet and greets will be awkward. <laughs> sir, could you put that cigarette out? <laughs> no, you can't. You can't smoke in the park, sir. <laughs> I can smoke anywhere I want, only in the designated areas. <laughs> and the cry check one will just be uncomfortable for everybody. <laughs> oh no, the um, the uh, the mountain fucking things. Those uh, the yeti will be replaced by Lady Bigfoot. <laughs> those stupid fucking oh mountain God. lifts from the episode with cry check, which is in the future. I'm not going to ruin anything, but oh. mountain lift oh. where cry check uh, c- uh, controls your uh, fate. Oh, they're building a new set of gondolas that are supposed to like oh, connect. No. <laughs> They're supposed to connect them, uh, Epcot and Hollywood Studios. Yeah, yeah, we know what's happening with that. Oh, oh my god, I can't wait for us to get to those episodes. <laughs> oh, oh boy, and it's going to be—it's going to be the Crychick Death Ride gondola, isn't it? All I'm saying right now, though, like I—I I just see Mulder. They're going to like uh, reskin Stitch's Great Escape. Just have Mulder pick the little Stitch up and say, "Where's my Where's sister?" Where's my sister? That's oh, about man. it. That's all you really have to do. I will say though, uh, all kidding aside, I look forward to the X-Files 
Archer weird crossover in Kingdom Hearts 3. Right, okay. <laughs> Let's yeah. get those characters in Kingdom Hearts now. <laughs> yes. Maybe Mr. Archer, should you be drinking? Probably not. <laughs> oh, man. They own everything now. They own everything. <laughs> they own Ridley Scott's alien. Uh, oh, gosh, what are these eggs for, huh? <laughs> wait, does this mean they own House of a Thousand Corpses? <laughs> wait, what? No. No, Who? that's what? that's New Line, isn't that? Or Lionsgate. What is? House of a Thousand Corpses. No, that is still New Line. No, I think I think Zombie retains the rights to those. But don't quote me. Don't at you. <laughs> don't at me. Well, totally at me, because that means someone would have actually fucking listened. All right. But anyway, I'm going to throw this one to our audience, too. So I want anybody within the sound of my voice to think up the best X-Files-themed attraction at a Disney park, and I want you to tweet it to me, at Todd on Fire, use the hashtag X-Files at Disney, or yeah. the mouse is out there, I don't know. Use the, one of those ta- hashtags, we will find the best ones and we will read them on our podcast. I know you're out there, fandom. Listen to me. Do as he says. Obey. <laughs> Please do it. He hurts us when they're not looking. <laughs> <laughs> I am a cruel, but... Uh, <laughs> Fair? I, I am a cruel, but ruthless master. Oh, that's true. That is true. <laughs> He told me to say it was fair. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're not only cruel, Todd, but uh, you're also ruthless. Yeah. Yep. Good job. Yeah. That's two adjectives. I'm good. Hooray. All right. Let's get down to the uh, tail of the tape on this X-Files episode. As I said, Miracle Man is episode 18 of season one. It was written by Chris Carter and Howard Gordon and directed by Michael Lang. was uh, originally aired to a total of 7.1 million households, which is, I think, a 7.5 with a 13 share, which is pretty amazing rating, I think. I don't know. Anything on the uh, guest stars here or any anyone notable here? Are we going to play that guy who was in that thing? I don't think so. Right on. So the story opens in 1983 at an apparent apartment fire. A man is being carted out in a body bag, apparently uh, fried completely crispy. A man... You know, like when you have the hot dog and you leave it in the flame too long? Yeah. <laughs> that is exactly it's, what that uh, like. Yeah, that's exactly kind of... It's uh, He was extra crispy. That's uh, that's your Nashville hot chicken right there. Right. Oh, <laughs> It's actually not that bad of a uh, Someone makeup. get this man a bun. And some ketchup. The um, uh, <laughs> a, a man comes with a young, blonde, cherubic child in tow, clutching his Bible and claiming that uh, he is going to heal that man. The, bo- the boy is there to lay on hands. And, of course, the fireman says, I don't think you understand. This guy is dead. But uh, of course, the boy can do no harm, so... I mean, it's Tennessee. Why does anyone have a problem with this? Right. The boy then lays on hands to the man and begins to pray. Also, why are they not being arrested? I'm just saying. Well, he lays his hands on the body and and begins to give a very uh, big prayer. (laughs) And, And the hand begins to move and clutches the boys as he is apparently pulled back from the abyss. I don't even... What? There's... Ugh. And now, if you will please turn in your hymnals to hymn number 1013, we will all sing as a congregation the X-Files opening hymn. Guys, we gotta do this now. He's asking. Hallelujah. We 
choir. <laughs> Just classy. Some of you people haven't been coming to choir practice. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get the the the, the church's women's guild on you guys. Oh, oh. <laughs> Ten years later, we join our heroes in the basement of the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> That's this show's name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Where uh, Mulder and Scully are watching a videotape of the young man, a boy, now a young man, uh, laying hands on a cancer patient and causing her to seize up and die right there in the middle of a very rousing tent revival. I just like that Mulder, as, as someone pointed out, as Marissa pointed out when we were chatting about it, Mulder is casually eating. <laughs> Like he is just like okay, no. He's munching I'm, these sunflower seeds, like you know. It's like he sees like this. He's this is casually like eating, like him. okay, this is awesome. This just comes up in his regular feed, like oh shit, this is one of our X Files. <laughs> Pretty much, like this, this is, is what he does. Like this his is YouTube. Like, this, is, this is like watching Jeopardy for him. Now the backstory is revealed that the young boy was uh, found in his infancy by his father, who is the preacher here. I like how there was no explanation for that either. He's just like, yeah, I found him along this, and there was like no adoption papers. Like people go through hell to adopt children. He just found a kid and <laughs> somehow was allowed to keep him. Yeah, yeah, there is also that. Maybe that's why he started this whole tent revival thing because he was making the kid pay off the cost of the adoption forms. I, I think it would just be a little more believable that he came from Russia. Well, uh, the yeah. <laughs> they have opened up this now as a um, uh, miracle ministry that operates out of a tent in East Tennessee, or is it Middle Tennessee? <laughs> uh, one, I'm going to call bullshit. Just going to call bullshit. Well, I know it's Vancouver. Well, I th think it's supposed to be East Tennessee, but not like my part of East Tennessee. Like, it's closer to Knoxville, if that makes sense. Like, because... They talk about the FBI office out of Knoxville, which is weird. But there is a TBI office in Knoxville. Next thing, if the kid's this good, why the fuck is he in a tent? Shouldn't this motherfucker be on, like, uh, the TBN network or Inspiration? Yeah. Stealing your money that way? Like, this guy should have a megachurch, right? <laughs> this guy yeah, should have, like, one of those fucking... Yeah, yeah, out in the suburbs somewhere with a TV no, show. Still operating out of a tent. He's still very humble, even though, you know, he has a nice house and lots of cars. I call bullshit. But yeah, I think it's supposed to be East Tennessee, which is a part of Vancouver. The Reverend Calvin Hartley is known to Mulder, actually. Uh, and apparently the local sheriff, Sheriff Maurice Daniels, has been trying to get the FBI to come in and investigate this guy for some time because, for some time because he believes uh, his ministry to be a sham. Yeah, he's the, he's the OG bullshit caller. Also, uh, that is also the name of my boss's uh, father when I was an intern. Thought I'd share. Maurice Daniels? Uh, no, uh, Calvin Hartley. Yeah. Oh. Does he listen? I hope not. If not, I, I enjoyed my time as your intern. Oh. Okay, Calvin's son <laughs> Sam has been healing people for about 10 years at this point. Since this was, this was not an official X-File, Mulder and Scully do hop a flight to Kenwood, Tennessee. Kenwood. You have no idea where that's Where about. the fuck is Kenwood? I will tell you. I don't even want to stop there for gas. Uh, you, you might want to, because I think that's the cheap place. I apologize to the residents of Kenwood, Tennessee, that may be listening. <laughs> I have no idea where the fuck they this is. They don't have internet. What the fuck? Okay, just so you know, this place doesn't even have a fucking Wikipedia page. Oh, it's outside of Clarksville. Never mind. Mm. Which puts it on the other side of Nashville, towards Memphis. So it's West Tennessee. Okay. 
then why the fuck are they getting the office out of Knoxville? The most exciting thing about this episode is geography so far. I think we've covered that. <laughs> You're talking, you were talking to the Geography B champion. Two years. Two years. Two years. Geography B champion. Two time. <laughs> My life is sad. I don't, I don't even doubt for a second that that's an actual thing. <laughs> I did. And I totally wanted two years in a row. She got cocky though. And, and, and the fame went to her head, clearly. Or I, I went to sixth grade and they wouldn't let me do it anymore. It uh, <laughs> was a sad life. Uh, the first thing they, they get there and the first thing they do is they visit the miracle ministry to witness themsel- uh, the, themselves the faith healing. And uh, however, Samuel, the young faith healer, does not make an appearance. This is what uh, Vanya called the Jesus party. <laughs> Yeah, this is what's known as a tent revival for those of you who aren't, you know, marinating in the living in a place where they marinate in this kind of wackiness. (laughs) Yeah, I I feel like it's a weird time of year for that, though. Usually, if it's a tent revival, it's very bright and sunny. This everything is very gray in this version of. Well, like that, and maybe it's a thematic thing, but it's always like you know those generally are in the summer, spring and summer. Let's see the, but unfortunately, the healer does not make an appearance. Uh, they meet the reverend outside the sermon, outside of the tent, and uh, find out that Samuel has gone missing. Uh, Hartley says, basically, uh, can't help you. Hops in his Cadillac and drives off. This is where we get the first glimpse of the guy from the Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, that, that guy. You know, it took me so long to realize that that guy was the the guy who was saved from the fire you know, earlier. Uh, yeah, I was gonna I say the same thing. That, I didn't realize that, yeah. that did not click that until much later in the episode. I just thought it looks like Roy. It looks like Roy Orbison melted. Roy Orbison <laughs> was in the wax museum. By the way, you also skipped over a moment for our viewers at home to take a drink. Oh, the Elvis reference. Yeah, Mulder, let's just go. No, this is the part where they bring Elvis out. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Uh, Mulder's uh, obsession with Elvis. <laughs> can we talk for a moment? Marissa, well, what do you think of this guy's uh, makeup here? Uh, <laughs> at the time, I was probably impressed. But it's just so obviously just slapped on latex. And just you could see all the uh, the edges. And I guess the edges are supposed to be the scars. But it, w- let me ask you, what does it look like to you? Like I said, it looked like Roy Orbison melted. Yeah, see, like... It, yeah, like- it, it kind of looked like cheese. I thought it looked like cheese. Cheese. If it can't even, if it can't even convince somebody who, who doesn't like apply that stuff, I don't know. Yeah. It was, it was it's kind of like crappy. He looks like he, he looks like he chose the wrong. It looks like he he was finding trying to find the holy grail, but chose the wrong cup. The, the overcooked hot dog look in the beginning was better than this. <laughs> and he doesn't like, for how badly he was burned. He should he should look a lot worse than that. He should he should look like Gary Oldman in uh, Hannibal. But he just kind of looks like nothing happened. Really, he just born like that. <laughs> Now, is he better looking with or without hair? Because I think the 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 wig they put on him later on. <laughs> oh, it's great. <laughs> <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, there's no way he's got hair this whole time. <laughs> I think the, the two episodes, back to back, this one in uh, Shapes, has some of the best, best prosthetics <laughs> ever and anything. <laughs> they then meet the sheriff. Um, uh who gives him the autopsy report for Lucy Kelly. And is driving around his, uh, his feebled wife, for whatever reason. Daniels uh, goes on to tell them that two more people related to the ministry have died, but no autopsies were performed due to the miracle ministry interference. And 
you know, this is going to be a recurring theme as religious and cultural things preventing autopsies are going to happen. They arrange for the bodies to be exhumed so that Scully can poke around. Of course, the um, uh, the ministry's followers show up with um, uh, candles and are more than a little bit... Do they show up with tiki torches? No, no, I think they just had candles. <laughs> uh, but it is still very culty. Definitely could have been tiki torches. Oh, yeah, it's... Like, repent, here they are. They demand that the graves not be disturbed, but Mulder and Scully begin to explain the importance of autopsies when the sheriff uh, interrupts with news that Samuel's car was spotted downtown. They head to the bar where Samuel seems to be on the ass end of an ass whooping. Got into some kind of a fight in the bar, uh, bloodied up his knuckles and his nose, and they're good enough to let him finish his beer. This is where he does the cold reading on Mulder, and he fucking buys it, hook, line, and sinker. Oh, yeah, does the cold reading, and, um, uh... Straight up cold reading. Like, <laughs> how does Mulder not know about cold reading? Yeah, like, Mulder falls in pretty easily here. Gorsh. But it does seem that, um, uh... Samuel believes his own hype. In fact, he believes that the that he is indeed responsible for the deaths, and because his own sin has muddied the water of his faith because of uh, the sin of pride and weakness, and therefore God has turned his gift into a curse. See, when I say that to you, you're like, "No, take your meds." <laughs> <laughs> when yeah. he says it, you're like, "Okay." <laughs> No, when I say shit like that, it's like, no, go take your meds. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> mic drop. Awkward silence. <laughs> Just tap blink, the microphone blink. three times if you're okay, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> I don't hear any tapping. Oh, no. I think I'm going to have to call the authorities. <laughs> 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 Yeah, everyone believes Samuel, but when I'm like, oh, God's turned his back on me, everyone's like, go take a nap. Do your meds. <laughs> See your shrink. All right, so uh, let's move on real quick here. So. <laughs> Taking him off under arrest since he pretty much admits to the murder, and he is brought forth on an arraignment to determine... I guess it's not really a trial. It, it says trial in the in in the recap, but I think that it's an, more an arraignment. They're deciding. I'm going to say it's a trial because nobody knows what the fuck they're doing when they're writing an episode of the X Files. Right. So, well, they're basically deciding whether or not he should be held on bail or released on his. Yeah, that would be a fucking arraignment. But you know what? I don't. I I'm like I said. I just don't think anyone knows what the fuck they're doing when they write for the X Files. Well, the um uh, judge. It looks like he's going to go ahead and release it. Release him. Uh, he says, "No, do not release me." And then. All of a sudden, the entire courtroom is filled with locusts. Bees. It, I thought it was bees first. Not myself. the bees. Th- Which is literally what he yelled. Oh, not, not the locusts. By the way, it's locusts. But the first, like when the bugs came in, it, he literally did scream, dear God, not the bees. <laughs> <laughs> this week's episode is brought to you by a plague of frogs. Oh, 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 oh Jesus. Oh. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Oh, Lordy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the plague of locusts, which somehow magically is put in the courtroom and no one's like, oh God. This right now, by the way, is giving Mulder a lot of um, uh, feels feels at this point because Mulder is later in the hotel room reading about the plagues of Egypt. Like he's really he's, buying I, He's on- reading it out of the Bible. Oh, he's got the feels all like, right. Like not like how locusts occur reading the Bible to, to learn he's about He's actually locusts, reading like- the Bible. <laughs> the Bible. <laughs> the Bible. 
not the fact that like that stretch uh, between Nashville and Memphis has some ag- agricultural areas, right? Um, case in point. I think Scully brings all this up. Well, case in point, just in my defense here, friends of ours, parents live in a nice suburb and they have chickens. Like they just have random chickens. You catch that up so, here too. Yeah, but I mean, it's like we're talking $100,000 homes, like oh, six Jesus. figure homes, chickens. But mm. yeah, I'm sure you chicken. Mm, chicken. I wish I had a chicken. But she's also a witch. Mulder's Bible study is interrupted by melting Roy Orbison. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And he is summoned to the palatial estate of Reverend Calvin, affirms the innocence of his son, and points an accusatory finger at the bias of Sheriff Maurice, saying that uh, Samuel could have healed his terribly arthritic wife. Yeah. This guy reminds me of a really bad refrigerator salesman. But again, this sort of supports my thing of, if the kid was so fucking good, why is he in a goddamn tent? He's doing the true Lord's work. You don't need to be in a big fancy stadium to do that. You tell that to Joel Osteen. bring the Lord to the people. Yeah, I was about to say, without that getting too political here. Uh, you go ahead and, 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 and I'm going to go ahead and get political. Fuck Joe Osteen. Osteen. I don't think that's political. I think that is just yeah. wishful Fuck thinking. Fuck that guy. Yeah, I Fuck think that's that just guy wishful thinking. Teeth. Ugh. Fuck all that That's shit. not political. That's just more spot on. Um, just so you know, some worst. of us might have worked for Joel Olstein at some point and uh, don't have great opinions. <laughs> at any rate, Samuel is down. And while they discuss this, Mulder catches the sight of a little girl through the window and he excuses himself to look for her, only to find that she has vanished. <sighs> some sound hell shit right there. I have some opinions on this. But I can't reveal them. You got into the same pills Scully was on when she was seeing her dead dad and well, hallucinating. Yes. But here's the thing. <laughs> I have a question about this, but I can't get to it until next season. Hmm. He then looks up from where he saw the girl and sees Samuel staring down at him through the window. Smoking a cigarette like a cool guy. He looks a little like Johnny Lee Miller in that. Yeah, a little like Johnny Lee Miller. Looks like sick boy. <laughs> I think I'm thinking of somebody entirely different. Yeah, no, we're, let's go with Johnny Lee Miller. I've already fucked it up. Let's go. He does. He does. He does have a little bit of Johnny Lee Miller in Looks him. Looks like the Dawson. He's like the Dawson, Johnny Lee Miller, and God, the kid who plays uh, in Velvet Goldmine. I can't remember his name. That's not Ewan McGregor. Oh, Jonathan Reese Myers? Yes. <sighs> <laughs> like, <laughs> took a while to get there, but you can I am. It. I am fucking aphasic right now. That's the unfortunate part. All right, so sure you're not high. It happens. Mulder and Scully later come back to the um uh, to the tent for Samuel's triumphant return to healing. A woman in a wheelchair is being brought in, really anxious to be healed by Samuel's abilities, and is met at the door by Melting Roy Orbison. <laughs> yep, this guy has a name, I'm sure. I'm uh, he does. <laughs> like he has a name, Crispy. It, it just we don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> actually, no. Hang on. I know his name. I don't know his name. I'm sorry. I'm lying. Oh, no. Uh, it's Dennis Lipscomb. Okay, so Dennis. Denny? Denny? Dennis. Dennis meets her at the door and promises that- he- Oh, wait. No, that's the actor. I, I suck at life. Uh, he is Leonard Vance. Leonard Vance. Okay, that's the- Yes. The man. So Leonard uh, meets the meets the paraplegic girl at the door and says that um, uh, he'll make sure that uh, Samuel pays particular attention to him. And so the- uh, Samuel comes out and begins to heal the people sitting on the front row. To CC Ryder, like is that not CC Ryder? It's it's some it's some rousing. 
Dust Bowl. Finally gets to the wheelchair woman, and uh, she begins to once again seize up and begins to die. <laughs> Uh, which leads to him immediately being arrested again. Mulder catches sight of the little girl again in the uh, revival, but loses her in the crowd. Runs after her after he loses his shit. Like I said, I have questions, but we can't get to them yet. Mulder reveals to Scully when she asks him, what the fuck? Um, Mulder, uh, did you see another accomplice in the crowd? Is that why you ran off so fast? Mulder thinks he has seen his sister, <laughs> Samantha, twice. And Scully thinks that Mulder is being affected by the cold reading earlier. Chill out, bro. She actually manages to get an autopsy on uh, the wheelchair lady to reveal that she died of cyanide poisoning, which would suggest that um, uh, Samuel is innocent of this crime. Mulder goes to confront Samuel in his cell to ask him if he had poisoned her. He asks for more information about Samantha. Then when he doesn't get what he wants, he like yells, well, jail her! And like, he leaves! Like, he throws, like, the greatest bitch fit ever. Samuel taunts him. Mulder asks the sheriff to release Samuel, but the sheriff refuses. After Mulder leaves, the sheriff has two men fatally beat the living snot out of Samuel. And, because? Yeah. <laughs> I think it was the two guys that tried to that tried to whoop his ass in the bar fight earlier. It still doesn't make any goddamn sense. This is a convoluted ending. Mm. And kind of a bad heel turn for the sheriff, too. Like, why would he do this? Yeah. I didn't realize that he was the one doing that. That comes up a bit later when the he sheriff gets arrested. They don't explain it. Don't feel bad. Yeah. But they have the living beans. Be you know, they basically beat him up and his, you know, he grips the bars like in sort of the, the crucifixion pose. Uh, the Christ-like pose. It gets very messianic. <laughs> That's when they went all the way up to the elbow. Yeah. By the way, get comfortable with the X-Files getting pointlessly messianic. It's going to happen. A lot. Mm -hmm. Later, uh, the sheriff tells Mulder and Scully that the Samuel instigated a fight, and they go back to the courtroom and find evidence that the swarm of locusts was actually just common grasshoppers guided by someone to the courtroom through the okay, this, ventilation they, system. They, they found this out by going on the roof. They, <laughs> they found a potato trail that apparently made a locust swarm appear in the courtroom. Aren't locusts grasshoppers anyway? Yeah. yeah. I mean... Like, what was the scene before this where they went to go see the sheriff in his home, or is that coming up still? I can't remember because they go to the sheriff's home and the doorbell rings. The sheriff's wife like starts rolling her chair towards it, and she takes too long, so he like walks past her to open the door <laughs> right as she gets there to open it. Yeah, like he's kind of a dick bag, but you don't need him to be that much of a dick bag. I thought that was really funny, and then the potato trail really sealed the deal for me. This one's a hilarious <laughs> I didn't episode. Know. Like specifically that it was a potato. It did not. It could have been anything. Well, they found they found something, and they're like, "It's a potato trail." <laughs> like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> it, it, I want to know who was up there setting a potato trail, thinking like this is gonna cause locusts. This is the dude. This is uh. This is uh. Melty Roy, yeah, it's Melty Roy Orbison. Yeah, it's Vance. It's Vance. We probably had some kind of, There was probably some other explanation for it, but I don't know. I feel like nothing is perfectly well explained here. Like, no part of this episode makes sense. Like, when you get to the third act. But there was enough there to sort of trace the chemical that was used to, to entice the uh, grasshoppers into the courtroom, that they were able to trace the purchase of that, which, lead, which leads back all the way to Vance, who is... Being confronted by a ghostly visage of Daniel in his home. 
In the Reverend's home. After being confronted with the ghost of Christmas past and present, there is Daniel. So it turns out he has been poisoning the uh, victims of the faith healing. I have a, I have, uh, I have a bone to me. pick with this scene. I, yes. I do. And he has this like ghostly halo when he first appears. And then the guy turns his back and then he's, uh, he's, he's behind him as well. And I feel like the, the first one had to be green screen for him to appear twice in the same room. And it, the halo, they couldn't get it to go away. So they just gave him a ghostly halo. When they could have, if, if they could have pulled it off, just had him look perfectly normal twice in the same room. Did anybody else notice that? That it looked like a, a bad fix? It, it reminded yeah, me of Ace Ventura. It looks like some bad Photoshop. It reminded me of Ace yeah. Ventura, Pet Detective, When Nature Calls. And he's like floating <laughs> with the monkey in the astral plane. <laughs> <laughs> Where, like, Jim Carrey and the monkey astral project. To talk to the guru. (laughs) To talk to his his yogi. Yeah, that's what it looked like. It it was some really bad green screen. Just really bad Photoshop right there. Uh, Vince blames uh, his bitterness at having been resurrected in such a scarred and deformed visage. (laughs) I don't blame him. I actually don't blame Vance for this. In his dream, the only thing he cares about his body, like getting restored, is his hair. He wants his hair back, but he he doesn't mind having all the scars in his dreams. That's telling. You know what? I I don't blame Vance because if you have been burned to like crispy hot dog, that is pain like you would never know. I mean, it's basically you're going to be hideous for the rest of your life. He Uh, might as well be ringing bells in the Cathedral du Notre Dame. He worked a long game to try and get revenge on Samuel and basically started poisoning his uh, parishioners in order to not ju- not only avenge himself, but to sort of discredit the gift, drive people away from the flock. <laughs> That's if there was a gift at all. This all could have been coincidence. Well, there's uh, there's a, the, this notion that of the, I think that Mulder mentions it earlier, the idea of the body as a bioelectrical magnetic system that could be that could be healed by, and that sort of gets into kind of weird energy healing and and right, yeah, that that does kind of jive with some new age beliefs, I think. Yeah, but like you know, I ain't never been healed by a crystal <laughs> or anything like that. I have some thoughts on essential oils, but I will keep them to myself. <laughs> <laughs> Your snake oils. The only oil I feel is as essential as the juice in my vape container. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I feel like there is this just convoluted ending, which is where we are, sort of. Say so there's actually, yeah, he, he actually purchased the, the grasshoppers. He trained them to kill in his backyard. This dude has some serious fucking free time. If he's planning out how to make fake locust attacks and, and shit like that, like. Like this had to work out exactly how that worked, exactly how that was. Can you imagine if they went to At that point, courtroom and the locusts didn't come through, but like a week later they did? <laughs> like they the came corpses through, they just came fell? forward when like some poor guy was in traffic court. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> I did park my car in the red zone, but I was only going inside to pick up my government locusts. assistance check. Locusts. Oh, God. Locusts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then the locusts come down and clearly it's a clear sign that you're guilty (laughs) clearly this man was driven to park illegally by satan (laughs) oh 
Anyway, they arrive at Vance's place to find him just having choked down his own uh, cyanide cocktail. They watch him just shiver die on the bed. Just he's tripping good he shivers, right now. He dies. He confesses. To, he, sa- he, he speaks of Daniel's appearance and then confesses. That is like the longest cyanide death I have ever seen. So the question is, you know, was the visitation an actual visitation or was, did he hallucinate it in his death mind? Who knows? <laughs> well, but, but what about you know, Samuel's body that rises again on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Uh, yes, as the agents prepared the finished work on the case, they receive a phone call to say that Samuel's body has gone missing from the morgue and uh, the nurse that was on stand saw him walking around badly bruised. <laughs> Later, Sheriff Daniels is picked up at his, from his home by one of his deputies, questioned by the district attorney over Samuel's death. Mulder and Scully are there as the miracle ministry is being dismantled, though Mulder supposes that Reverend Calvin won't be away from the pulpit for long. Largely because he's an asshole, but... One of the <sighs> one of the closing scenes is that uh, Samuel's picture in the trash. Like, how oh, fuck you, oh, dead kid. Great. It's like, you weren't, you weren't guilty, <laughs> but fuck you, dead kid. Mulder sees one last vision of his missing sister before he just gets into the car, and the episode ends. And we go back to normal. The end. (sighs) Okay. So, that was an episode we all watched. (laughs) It was. That wasn't an episode, that was an ordeal. (laughs) Harrowing. Yeah, it was kind of harrowing. You you Uh, know what, like... I, I was brought up in a Baptist church, right? And you know, Shannon and her family were Catholic when were Catholic, and then later Episcopal when I met them. And so it's like they've never been inside these type of church. Like your mom may have, but your dad definitely. My my dad, de- my mom definitely does. My dad finds it obsessing. My dad obsesses about them. Your dad will sit and watch these televangelists on TV, and I just can't be in the same room. It, 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 you talk about things like wanting to go to the Creationist Museum in Kentucky, or that arc, or that fucking Ark experience, or something like that, and it's like they're the same thing. Yeah, I don't want to go. I do not want to. I, I grew up marinating, not necessarily in that culture, but I, I, not, I wasn't like it were Southern Baptist, but it wasn't like, you know, that deep into it. Like I was on the fringes of it, but I was, it wasn't there, but I could see it from there. And it's a no small amount of source of disillusion for me. Something that I don't like looking back very fondly on. So coming from an evangelical tradition and not really being very fond of it, this kind of episode Gave me a little bit of a squick, I gotta say. <laughs> you got a little squicky over it? Yeah, I got a little squicky. I, I don't even have to have all that experience. I, I got a squick real fast. It, it It's an uncomfortable episode to watch. Uh, have you ever seen, uh, I just, it's... Have you ever seen Jack Van Impey with his wife, Roxella, or Rexella? Yes. That's probably one of my yeah. favorite TV shows ever growing up, and still to this day. It, like... Almost anything happening in the current news, this man can link to the apocalypse happening and how it relates to a scripture in the Bible. And just out of off the top of his head, he'll start quoting scripture and how it relates. Funnest show to watch. I, I, I can do the same thing with basically like mythos. Like I could pick up a our HP Lovecraft book and be like, see, see. <laughs> so. Vanya, what did you think of this one? <laughs> oh, I mean, it just brings back a lot of negative memories, I guess. Like, when I was okay, subjected beyond, like, to, like, <laughs> this sort of, uh, uh, like, these people, these wonderful people, I, I mean. I think that, uh, 
I think that we really need to like like when we discuss like there are other things too like you know Mulder's constantly seeing the seeing the girl we don't quite know what the deal is with that. <laughs> well, and it it certainly is something that you start at this moment and it's kind of like there's some headcanon here because we just got done with EBE and we know that shit is getting real. But again, I can't discuss this until we get to season two. It's annoying. Like, they get you all geared up, and you're like, oh, shit, now we're on high alert. No, we're not. No, lol, JK. We're <laughs> yeah, going to do a couple that, of monsters I think that it was week. rough. To, yeah, it was rough to follow e- something like EBE up with this. Like, you know, it's like we got dressed up nice. We went out to dinner. We caught a show. We did some dancing. Now we get back, and you're telling us we ain't going to fuck? <laughs> That's kind of it. That's it. That's what's wrong with it. Next episode. Yeah, this is what you learn to deal with when you're an X-Files fan, is <laughs> getting really good episodes. Getting, like, Eves and EBE, and you get Mythark and good episodes, and then you get this. It's like, a, it's like, you know, it's like I've never seen a TV show that gave me blue balls. <laughs> well, and, and especially if you think of it with the headcanon and the thing that it's kind of linked to in season two, then, my brain. You can't then, talk about what you want to talk about. I can't talk about. to talk about this. Ah! <laughs> I can't do it. I know. I know. But yeah, it's it's nonsensical. It's it's not coherent for Mulder as a character who has, by the way, the fuck you psychic kit, including his Nyx t-shirt that he gives psychics. So it's like, oh. So, uh, so it's like, yeah, Mulder is... Uh, Mulder's all like, yes, I believe you. Yeah, that, that that's completely out of character for Mulder, especially knowing, once again, it's a, it's calling to a later episode where he develops an absolute athe- an absolute hardline no. atheist stance towards religion, right? No, no, no. Here's what I'm saying is that he has a kit for catching bullshit when it comes to psychics and cold reading. We see it in Beyond the Sea. It, it goes for a religion Where he has the too. piece of t-shirt. I, I feel like that's the yeah, other he has issue, an issue here. Is that they um they screw up the the difference between him and her? If it's something religious and with psychics, it's, she's kind of more likely to fall for it. Right. Scully is more likely to do that because in the Catholic tradition, you are told that mysticism is okay, and she kind of is okay with that. Whereas Mulder is usually an atheist. Mm-hmm. That's why this one seems so weird and out of place. I think it's his sister, it's though. Right, they, try to, they try to clean up for that bad writing thing, I think, by injecting his sister into it. When really it doesn't have much of it really, she doesn't have really much of a just, place no, here. No, she doesn't. Which, it, when literally nobody does anything, and it has nothing to, it doesn't do anything to the plot. You could literally take that whole thing out, and it would still be this episode. All it really does suggest to, the, to, to us is that she's a ghost. Because the only t- other time we see somebody who might not isn't supposed to be there, they're supposedly a ghost. So yeah, but it's like even then he doesn't. Mulder does not see her until he speaks to Samuel. Yeah, in the bar. And it, it just it's a weird, it's a weird character thing. There. It's just somebody's kid. It could just lead to his sight to deeper into what his you know actual psychosis says. Maybe he's actually just crazy. Maybe this is literally just someone fucking with him. I don't know. All right, uh, let's uh, go ahead and disseminate some quick information to our friends before we begin to um, uh, give our ratings for this episode and close us out here. Waiting to be disseminated. <laughs> Waiting to be disseminated. Okay, first off, I'll say that if you are a fan of this podcast, there are other podcasts on the Medicinal Mass Network, such as The Adventures of Todd and Shannon, Masters of Failure, Family Against Humanity, The Medicinal Mass Podcast, and many other hours and hours of things. Where can they find those things, Val? <laughs> well, 
As of right now, you can go to www.medicinalmath.com, but eventually when net neutrality gets abolished and you won't be able to access our site because you don't pay top tiers to get whatever they're going to classify podcasts are, um, we'll be dis- distributing these shows on tapes and CDs. Um, if you go ahead and join the newsletter, there's probably a spot on the website already for We're that. We're going to have them in the back in the trunks of our cars. and uh, With some eight treks. Can we get them on eight treks? I'll be driving cross country and handing them out. So uh, look look forward to... We'll have tent revivals, too. We need trench we'll coats and sunglasses. Yeah, let's just do tent revivals. Yes. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have X-Files tent revivals like that. I'll, I'll, feel, the, I'll feel the Holy Spirit in me. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Now, concerning the written word, Shannon. What? Tell them about those books you wrote. Oh, I write books. Did you want me to say more? Yeah. Okay, well, you can get them at my website, schuffwrites.com. If you're a fan of the X-Files, you might like the books, because they do deal with, like, government agencies and supernatural things going on. Uh, think about, like, you know, Jim Butcher has a ba- and Terry Pratchett have a baby. This is what they kind of look like. And then the baby grows up to be kind of a surly teenager. Yeah, pretty much. It's an angry Sarcastic, teenager. Right? Sarcastic teenager of yeah, Christopher Moore and Neil Gaiman. Or you can come and see us at a convention. Uh, we will be at MarsCon on January twelfth uh, through the fourteenth in Williamsburg, Virginia. Not not Brooklyn. Fuck that. No. Or you can come see me at Mysticon in Roanoke, Virginia, starting on February twenty third through the twenty fifth. I'm gonna be there too. Todd will be there too. Or you can come kind of be in the periphery. Yeah, yeah, it is the Shannon show there. Or you can see us at Lexington Toy and Comic Convention in Lexington, Kentucky, March 9th through the 11th. Oh, fun. Love Kentucky. We always have a good time there. Yeah. All right. And uh, from the spoken word to the written word to this crazy art stuff, Marissa, talk to us about it. (laughs) I am currently taking commissions. You can find me at facebook.com slash odd, letter E, odd E light, art.com. Oh, I did it. Is it .com? No, Woo! I don't think it is .com. Well, no. if it's featured on the uh, summary for this podcast, which I have to rely on because I get it wrong almost every other time, I will I will do your arts for you. I will even uh, try to texture your game. I'll edit your sound, your video. I will edit your heart. And You know, she's even Aww. doing sculpture now. She's doing some artsy sculpture things. Like little tool looking thing. It's kind of scary. She's carving a she's carving a tiny man <laughs> or sculpting a tiny man. Well, I, I know who that man is, so it's okay if he's scary. She does everything so. but web links. <laughs> everything but. And we'd also like to announce that uh, our own our very own Vanya will be at the fairgrounds this weekend giving tarot readings. To dogs? Yes. Just yes. dogs. Tarot reading I'm to dogs. Good at that. Just, Just for dogs. dogs. Oh, yeah. Does she bark them at the dogs? Mm-hmm. That I do. Oh, okay. One of my many <laughs> talents. Concerned. Oh, the Ace of Pearl. <laughs> All right. Let's get these um uh, ratings out of here. Okay, I'm going to give this one one and a half amens. <laughs> 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 Shannon. <laughs> I'm going to give it two plagues of locusts. Uh, Marissa. I'm going to give this one cyanide pill, but not for the episode for me, for after <laughs> watching this episode. Oh. And for Vanya. I'm going to give it a congregation sitting around a campfire singing Kumbaya and Our God is an Awesome God. Somebody went to youth group. No, I was, it was like, it was like Jesus camp. Uh, like it was only one weekend. Yeah, there was some good stories. Now I'm super jealous. All right. And uh, Valentine. 
Uh, I'll give this one uh, one burnt to a crisp dead guy who stays dead because this is what this fucking episode deserved. Oh, God is an awesome God I pray. (laughs) Tim Tebow used to sing that shit. (laughs) Snicks. Snicks is what he has. Now, uh, let us bow our heads and end this episode in a moment of prayer. Oh, dear Lord. We confess that we have totally ripped this episode a new bunghole and probably have said some nasty things about you, or at least your flock. So we beg that you do not hit us with bolts of lightning or set our houses on fire or cause plagues of locusts and frogs to fill our homes. In the name of Chris Carter, we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. (laughs) So join us next time when uh, Mulder and Scully face my god, and my god is an Indian who turns into a wolf. No, that's Wolfen. Oh. So wait, is is bunghole like a scripture term? (laughs) Yeah, so the Wolfen will come in the night with his razor or something. Good night, everybody, and remember, the truth is out there. My god, the water's rising. Locusts. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from our other shows on the Medicinal Mass Network. Man, I wish I smoked weed because all of this would sound much better. <laughs> much better. Moch. You're the one who just said fucking moch, so. It's like a, it's like, you know, it's like I've never seen a TV show that gave me blue balls. Hallelujah. Of course, what are these eggs for, huh?